Welcome to episode 147 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, we're talking about four ways to stop weekend overeating. Can't escape it. Every weekend it comes, the weekend comes. And for a lot of people, it's not just like, yay, it's the weekend. It's a little bit of like, ugh, the weekend, here we go again. Because it's the one of the biggest struggles people who are trying to lose weight face. How do you navigate the weekend, enjoy yourself, relax, spend time with friends and family, and still come out the other side having been integrity with your goals? That's what we're talking about today. Let's go. Recently, I shared a post on Instagram and TikTok. It was a reel and it was five reasons you're not losing weight. And I detailed each of the five possibilities and said, hey, like drop me a number. Which one are you struggling with? And the overwhelming winner or loser, I guess, depending on how you're looking at it, was weekend overeating. So many people struggling with that. And so I made a follow-up video talking about strategies to overcome weekend overeating. But of course you can't cover that much in a 60 second reel. And so I thought I would delve into that topic a little bit deeper here. It's clearly something that people need more help with. Maybe you're one of those people. So we're gonna talk today about four ways to stop weekend overeating. Let's jump right in with number one. Number one is to make sure you're not over-restricting during the week. This is a big one. And when I say over-restricting, I'm talking about making sure you're having enough total calories and that you're not banning foods. Both of those things together, either one of them alone could leave you at the end of the week feeling really overly restrictive. If you're just not allowing yourself enough food total, or if you're only allowing certain types of food, kind of what people think of as eating clean. And I'm putting that in air quotes because there's really no such thing, but a lot of people kind of call it that. Um, So if you're making yourself eat clean, if you're not eating enough total calories, what can happen is you enter this vicious, vicious cycle that looks like all week you eat very little, you eat very plain, very clean, you know, no um, hyper palatable foods at all. By the end of the week, when the weekend arrives, you enter the weekend with all of its many social obligations and kind of looser structure, you actually enter that period feeling hungry, craving the things that you've restricted all week. And what so often then happens is what? You overindulge. You don't just have some, you overindulge. And then once you've overindulged, it's kind of that all or nothing. You're like, well, I already did it now. And you overeat the rest of the weekend by Sunday night, you're disappointed, disgusted with yourself, and you vow like to get in line. And so by Monday, you're back to just salads and grilled chicken all week, no treats, super low calories. And the cycle continues and the cycle continues weekend to week, weekend to week. All right. So the place to stop this cycle is during the week you're not likely going to be successful stopping it on the weekend, like getting there to Friday night, feeling overly hungry and overly restricted and being like, this is where I'm going to make the change. I'm not going to overindulge this weekend. The best place to make this change is earlier in the week. So think about eating enough total calories. So being in a moderate deficit rather than a super um, 
restrictive, um, aggressive deficit. And think about eating a similar way on a Tuesday night as you do on a Saturday, which might mean that on a Saturday, you're having a salad with chicken. And on a Tuesday night, maybe you're having an ice cream cone. So really think across your week, having similar types of food, similar amounts of food, not that you can't calorie cycle. I have full episodes on calorie cycling, but remember when we're calorie cycling, the difference in total calories are not these giant jumps. We're not going super restrictive some days and super overindulgent other days. They're really um, much uh, smaller jumps that we're making. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, second way to help you stop weekend overeating is to evaluate whether your weight loss goal is in harmony with your current weekend lifestyle. This is the heart of the struggle for many people because going out to eat, drinks, parties, this is a lot of what people's weekends typically revolve around. And people are trying to not adjust their weekend lifestyle to match their current goal, which is to lose weight. And this is a recipe for frustration. This is not to say that you should sit at home obsessing about weight loss and avoiding all social situations. That's not what I'm saying. That's no way to live. But I want you to consider trade-offs. Do you want to adjust your goal? Do you want to tweak your lifestyle? Maybe you can be the friend or family member to suggest non-food centered fun. Can you get the adult family members and friends on board with you to support your goal? So maybe you guys are doing things more like we're meeting to play tennis instead of go to happy hours sometimes, not all the time, but looking to shift the balance so that you have less food centered activities for the weekend than you do food centered activities. It's hard to do this if you're not having an open communication about what your goal is and what your needs are with the people who are important to you in your life. Not suggesting you do this with your children, but certainly your spouse, your significant other, your close friends who you spend a lot of time with on the weekend. I have a client I've worked with for a really long time now, very successful with her weight loss has completely reshaped her body, gotten really strong, seeing muscles all over the place. She, um, has been at a bit of a plateau and it's very clear to her. It's very clear to me, but the reason being is it's the weekends that she is spending with her partner when she is at his house that she's struggling and that her calories are just over what they need to be not binging or anything, but she is over the top end of her calories. And so she's not seeing the progress she wants at this time. And as we discussed this, she said, you know, my, my partner is super supportive, super supportive of all of my goals of my weight loss goal. She's like, but I feel when I'm there, he does all the cooking. That's amazing. And he does all, he does all this amazing baking and the food he makes just isn't typically high protein. And she's like, so I do the best I can, but there's just so much deliciousness there. And she's like, I'm in that, that's kind of where she left it. And so my question for her was, let's say the tables were turned. Let's say that your partner who you care very much for and you support and all the things he does, you know that he has this weight loss goal and he's really struggling because you're doing those things. You're doing this amazing baking and you're preparing the meals that actually aren't in harmony with the things he needs for the weekend. What would you want from him? What would you want from him in terms of communication, in terms of you being able to support him? And this was a real light bulb moment for her. She's like, well, of course, like I'd want him to say like, here are some things that would be helpful. And she immediately 
had this conversation with her significant other. And now they have a plan that she's going to do the planning of the meals and, and the shopping, and they're going to have meals that are going to be more in, in line with her goals so that she can lose this last little bit of weight that she would like to lose. These are important conversations for you to have. So that's number two. Number three, the third way that you can work to stop weekend overeating, and that is plan ahead. I want you to give some thought. How well is winging it or just having good intentions? Like I'm going to stick to my plan this weekend. How well is that working for you to navigate your weekend overeating so far or just your weekend eating so far? Probably not so well, right? In this situation, it rarely works well to just wing it or to just think good thoughts about like, this is the weekend. I'm going to stick to my plan. When we just say that, it's not really powerful. It doesn't actually give us tools to actually help us do that. There are some evidence-based behavior change strategies that can help here. We're going to talk about two, and I'm going to tell you what they're named, but you don't really need to know the names. Just I want to talk with you about the ideas and what you can do with them. And they are mental contrasting and implementation intentions. Okay, so here's what we're going to start with mental contrasting. What this is, you're going to think about what goal it is you want to achieve, and you're going to think about how you're going to feel when you get there. That's the first part of of the mental contrasting. So let's say it's a Thursday night, early on a Friday morning. I want you to think, what is your goal for that weekend? Maybe it's by Sunday night when I hit my head on the pillow, I want to have and your plan can be whatever it is. I'm going to give you just a random example. My, I'm going to, by Sunday night, when I hit my head on the pillow, I want to have gotten one workout done. I want to have hit X number of steps each day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I want to have hit this protein target of X Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I want to have hit these calorie targets for Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And I also want to have spent some fun time with my family and friends. That's the goal. Okay. And how will I feel when that happens? Like really think like whatever the goal is, how are you going to feel when you've done that? I'm going to feel really satisfied. I'm going to feel really excited because I know I'm on the right track towards my goal. I'm going to feel really proud. Like really think about how you're going to feel. I'm going to feel really at peace. I'm going to feel really in my integrity. All of those things. Really think about what it's going to feel like to have accomplished this goal. Be really specific about what the goal is and how you're going to feel when you get there. Then I want you to contrast that with what hurdles, what obstacles you see in your way to reaching that goal. So really get specific, like, okay, in order for me to do those things I just said for my goal, what obstacles am I going to, to face? What obstacles am I going to have to overcome? Okay. So Saturday is a really busy day. I've got these six errands to run and the kids have these games and I've got all these obligations all right, it's going to be really hard to get a workout in. So that's one of the the hurdles I'm going to face is just I have a very planned weekend ahead of me. So that's one. Um, The family really likes to go out to pizza night on Friday night and really like name, like what are the things that might stand in your way of you reaching that goal and feeling whatever those feelings are and contrast those two things. That's part one. That's the mental contrasting. So you have both this um, like visualization, this positive visualization piece where you're, you're feeling and seeing what it would be that you would like to accomplish, but then you're taking that a step further and comparing it to the effort, the struggles you're going to have to face to get there. So, so that's a very realistic kind of balanced view you have of this weekend ahead of you. 
Then the next piece is this implementation intentions part, which you can just think of as if then planning, because that's what it is. What you're going to do is you're going to think about each of those obstacles that you've identified. And then you're going to specifically think if X obstacle comes up, then I will do blah. If this happens, then that will happen. What this can do, it's like you've rehearsed it in your mind so that when the situation comes up, you know what your plan is. You've already worked through it in your brain and you can do it um, with greater degrees of success. So some examples. If I'm offered another beer after the one that I'm planning on having, I'm going to opt for sparkling water with lime. If my partner wants to go for pizza, I will drink a protein shake before we leave. I'm going to order one slice of my very favorite pizza, and I'm also going to order a big side salad to go with it. If this happens, then I will do this. Let's do one more. If I am bored and I just want to nibble and graze, if I start feeling that sensation, then I will go work on my new puzzle. I will paint my nails. I will plan our next vacation. You see, so we're very specific there. If this happens that I anticipate might happen, then I will do this. That is the if then planning. Okay, so that's number three on our list of ways to stop weekend overeating. Let's do one more. Number four, discover ways to relax and reward yourself that don't involve food. Look, food tastes good. It is highly rewarding and there's nothing wrong with enjoying your relaxing dinner out after a hard week. The problem comes when either the frequency with which you're doing that is getting in the way of you being successful with your goal and or it is your main or only coping skill strategy to unwind, relax, reward yourself. Okay, so one or both of those are present. That's when you know like, okay, this is, this is not serving me. You know, there are loads of ways that you can relax and reward yourself after a busy week or a hard week. You just might not have taken the time to try on which ones you like, which ones feel good to you because you've defaulted to food because it's easy. Dinner out, a bag of Milano's in a magazine on the sofa. That was my college go-to. So many Friday or Saturday nights, that's what I would do. Full bag of Milano's, nice like glamour magazine on my sofa. That's how I would relax after a long, hard work work, a long, hard week. So how do you feel about setting aside some time to brainstorm? What other rewards you can give yourself for a week well-lived? What other activities you can plan as a relaxing cap to the week that are not food-centered? Give some thought to both of those questions. All right, so we've hit all four. Let's go over them one more time, just succinctly here. Four ways to stop weekend overeating. Make sure you're not over-restricting during the week, both calories and types of food. Number two, evaluate whether your weight loss goal is actually in harmony with your current weekend lifestyle. Number three, plan ahead. That's that mental contrasting and implementation intentions, those if-then plans we talked about. And then number four is discover ways to relax, rewind, and reward yourself that don't involve food. Now, all of these things are going to take practice. It's like learning to play the piano, like learning, like learning to drive a car. You will not just give these strategies go this weekend and be proficient at them. You know, I'm in the middle right now of teaching my 16-year-old daughter how to drive. And earlier this week, we tackled highway driving. We tackled merging, which gosh, I'm still scarred from being a teenager. My dad, I did not want to learn how to, I did not want to learn how to merge. And my dad, he's like, 
he took me out driving one night and I was like, I feel like we're heading towards the highway. He's like, no, we're not. We're definitely not. And I was like, are you sure? Cause I feel like we are. He's like, no, I'm not. He totally lied to me because I refused to merge until I was actually literally merging. I didn't speak to him for days. <laughs> I didn't speak to him for days. So I've been teaching my daughter. We, we went on this long drive. We practiced highway driving. We practiced merging. We're going to be continuing on with that over the next couple of weeks and say a few extra prayers for us. I want you to think back to when you were learning to drive, or maybe you taught your child how to drive. Did you expect after one lesson that you or he or she knew exactly how to drive? Like that's ridiculous, right? Of course not. In my state, a person needs 65 practice hours, 10 of those at night to even take the driving test. That's a lot of practice. It's the same thing with all the skills we talked about here today. You need practice hours. You need a lot of them. Do not expect mastery weekend one. These are skills you will practice that over time you will get so good at, you won't even have to think about them. Like right now, I could get in the car and I could drive to the exact spot where I had my daughter drive the other day. We drove out to Amish country out in Lancaster. I could get in my car and not think about a single thing as far as driving skills between my house and the cute little um, bakery we went to up in Amish country. I wouldn't have to think about it because I've driven for so long. Like I might think about where's my exit, right? But my daughter's still at the, like, I need to check my mirrors. I need to think about where the turn signal is. I need to think about like, how do I actually turn and look behind me while I'm trying to switch lanes, right? Because she's just starting. And that's like where you are with managing weekend overeating. Allow yourself to be a person practicing that. Give yourself the same self-compassion you would offer to anyone else learning any other new skill. All right, there you go. Message me. You can DM me on Instagram. You can email me, Kim at KimSchlagFitness.com. And let me know how these strategies go for you. Give them a try. Pick maybe one of these things that feels like, okay, I feel like this could help me the most right now and start practicing that and then kind of add them on top of each other. Uh, one by one. And when you get them in place, and maybe you won't need all of them, but when you at least get several of them in place, I think you're going to see a really big difference in how your weekends go and your ability to actually be successful with your weight loss goal. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here. Mm-hmm.